Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet novelist Helen Oyoyemi, writer Hallie Butler, and best-selling author Chris Bojalian. It's a rare treat when fiction authors step behind the mic to read their written words aloud. And luckily, each of these authors had a blast. Plus, discover which famous classic author has the best gingerbread recipe. Enjoy. Hello, this is the author Helen Oyemi. I've written eight books. Gingerbread is the most recent one. I decided to write about gingerbread after a walk. There's a walk that I take up to Prague Castle, and as you pass, there's a shop on your left-hand side called the Gingerbread Museum, and I would always see these very ornate gingerbread houses in the windows, but I didn't see anybody really in there in the shop that is. And it, it had that strange combination of eeriness and tempting glitz to it that made me start thinking about what gingerbread is as a foodstuff and what role it plays in stories. And obviously, once you start thinking about something in that symbolic way, then a story grows out of it. So I went into the gingerbread museum, looked around, bought gingerbread. And as I was writing gingerbread, I also was baking a lot. I was using a lot of different gingerbread recipes. And I ordered in gingerbread from different parts of England. So there's Yorkshire Parkin, which is a kind of sticky, dense, somehow managing to be both chewy and crunchy at the same time version of gingerbread. I tried Grasmere gingerbread, which is also very famous in England and was my favorite kind because it was just so spicy, spicy and sweet at the same time. Basically, I became a gingerbread expert while I was writing. But the best recipe was Emily Dickinson's recipe for gingerbread, which uses molasses and plenty of butter. And it's very dark and rich and somehow unexpected given Emily Dickinson's writing, which I think is always slightly one foot on the ground and the other like in the air slightly. <laughs> if I could sum up this audiobook recording in one word, I think I'd go with joyful. It was such a pleasure, maybe because it's my first time recording an audiobook or maybe this particular book, but also the experience of it. I felt very lucky to be able to do this and I felt especially lucky to be able to go back into the pages and meet the characters again and hopefully try and represent them for you. Recording this audiobook, I've realised that I barely know how to speak English. <laughs> it's okay. Um, that's why I write, because it means that you don't have to speak. Well, from a recording viewpoint, I especially enjoyed Harriet's drunken phone call. I don't know if any of you listeners will have made similar voicemail recordings or listened to similar voicemail recordings, but hopefully that will ring a bell for you. I'm still not really coming down from my obsession with Killing Eve, the TV series, so Jodie Comer, who plays Villanelle, but in character as Villanelle, with that sort of pan-European accent that she has, and that very sweet, sinister nature of hers. <laughs> I think would be a perfect narrator for gingerbread. Oh, I listened to 
It was an abridged recording of the Epic of Gilgamesh, read by a poet who had abridged and adapted it himself. And, you know, walking around the streets of Prague listening to this warrior who was basically going to war against death, it was so resonant, the way that it was read, the words that had been selected. So that was a good one. Hi, this is Hallie Butler, and I just finished doing the audiobook for The New Me. The book is about a temp who lives in Chicago, and I was a temp living in Chicago, and I guess I was just feeling kind of depressed and angry with the state of things or some idea that, you know... (laughs) Maybe I should be happy, but I wasn't, and I couldn't figure out how to get to something that felt good. And all of the sort of advice that I could find online about how to be happy was really paper thin, like do yoga or identify problems. So what inspired me to write this book was that I was a temp and I was depressed. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be weird. I mean weird in a good way. This was something that I really wanted to do, and I've wanted to do an audiobook for a couple of years, ever since my first book. So I like doing public readings, and people had told me that I should do an audiobook for my first book, Jillian. And so when the idea of an audiobook came up for this book, I was kind of pushy about wanting to do it and was very open about, like, I want to do this. I should be me. It should be me. And I kept kind of hounding everybody about it. And then so they let me do it, which was super nice. And then it was weird because I was like, oh, I have to do a good job or it will be very embarrassing. It was really, it was very fun. So also maybe I could say fun. The word, I always thought it was wizened, but it's wizened. And that's very weird to me because it just feels like it should be wizened. And there were a couple more. Oh, effet. I thought it was effet, but it's effet. And then sommelier is sommelier, I think something like that. I don't know. I think those were the ones that I was pronouncing wrong. Yeah, I was thinking about this. Another kind of like obnoxious and not very helpful idea I'd had about the audiobook was that if they weren't going to let me do it, I wanted it to be like Lester Holt from Dateline or the guy who narrates forensic files or some kind of like true crime voiceover. (laughs) Just because I thought that Like, it's funny and might work a little bit at the beginning, but then, like, all of the sort of proclamations about, like, sweaty crotches and, like, female body stuff and, like, really specific complaints about me would be funny coming from, like, a low, authoritative, booming voice. Other than that, I have a friend, Lyra Hill, who's a really good performer and artist, and I would really trust her to do it. If not her, then... I would want someone who was really shy and uncomfortable reading to do it without having any understanding of what the book is before reading it. Because I I like those kinds of surprises when people are reading something that they don't know out loud and have to like back up and reread something or you hear like questions or like laughter or discomfort or boredom in their voices. I think that's exciting sometimes. I don't listen to audiobooks all that 
often. But I will say that the Sarah book by Scott McClanahan was excellent. And Scott is one of the best performers of work live that I've ever seen. And his work is so good. And if you can't see him read and want to get a little piece of what that might feel like, you should check out the Sarah book. It's really something special. Hi, I'm Chris Bojalian, novelist and now apparently playwright. I wrote Wingspan because I've always been obsessed with all things aviation and all things flight attendant. I just finished writing my novel, The Flight Attendant, when I embarked upon this particular project, and it gave me an opportunity to explore some additional material the sorts of things that flight attendants do every single day of their lives that we as passengers are utterly oblivious to. Flight attendants amaze me. I had an aunt who was a flight attendant. I don't know what I find more interesting. The way they are so incredibly well-trained when the worst that can happen is about to happen, or the way they put up with unbelievable passenger misbehavior every single flight of their lives. I don't know what happens to us in the pressurized cabin, but all of a sudden, we morph from humans into something really scary that has bare feet or flip-flops and will fight to the death in a cage for space in the overhead bins. Recording the stage directions was absolutely humbling. I'm dazzled by actors. I've always been dazzled by what actors do. And watching Wingspan performed in 2018 really opened my eyes at the magic of what actors accomplish. And I think the same goes for audiobook narrators who by and large are also actors. When I listen to my books on audio, I am always gobsmacked by how much the actors and directors and producers bring to the material. When I was recording the stage directions, I was reminded of something my daughter once said to me. My daughter is an actor, Grace Experience, and she's read all her parts of, I think, four of my audiobooks now. And she said to me, I have the longest sentences in the world. And even reading these stage directions, I realized my sentences are too darn bloody long. The last great audiobook I listened to was The Witch Elm by Tana French. I don't necessarily have any one narrator who I think would be better than others to read these stage directions, but of the men who've read my male narrators in my audiobooks, I will always be awed by the work of Mark Bromhall and Mark Deakins. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.